Hi friends, this is Megan, and you're listening to the She Lives Purposely podcast, where we encourage women to love Jesus and live purposely in every area of life. Hello and welcome back to the She Lives Purposely podcast. My name is Megan and I am the founder of She Lives Purposefully and the host of this podcast and I am so thankful that you are here. I hope and pray that you are encouraged and equipped by this incredible episode. My heart is for you, for you to walk with Jesus well, for you to live purposefully. And I just, before we begin, I want to encourage you, before we start this episode, to encourage one friend today by sharing this episode, just one person. Build them up today in their walk with Christ. I know that I cannot wait to share this episode with you, friends, and so I encourage you to do the same thing. And if you haven't yet subscribed to the She Lives Purposely podcast, I want to encourage you to subscribe so you don't miss a single encouraging episode. And feel free to leave a review so that others stumbling on here will know whether or not they should check it out. Okay, so now, whether you're sitting, ready to take notes, cleaning your house, cooking, driving, coming home from work, whatever it is... Get ready to be encouraged and equipped. Okay, so today's topic is one that is so near and dear to my heart. I love this topic. Of course, it is the topic of purpose, of your purpose. But specifically, we're talking about how your purpose is actually greater than just for yourself. Purpose is such a popping topic in our culture, especially in Christian culture. So I believe that God gives purpose to all things, to seasons, whether it's painful or joyful, to every single day, and to all people. But I think a big misconception about purpose is that our purpose is about us and our lives. Now, for sure, it involves us and God blesses us and he has good for us. But our purpose is not about us, not about what we want, not about our dreams, our goals, all of those things. We can so easily get into this mentality of figuring out our purpose as if it is ours. We wonder how we are going to get called to do great and cool things um, and, and all of those things that are on our path. We can even spiritualize it and stress about the ways that we can do all of these great and cool things for God. We search for all of the above and beyond ways that we are called to shine in the spotlight. For Jesus, of course. And I know that I have allowed myself to slip into that mentality time and time again. But, um, and you know, that can apply even in small ways, but I have caught myself again, time and time again, focusing on what he has me to do as if he really wants me to fulfill this cool destiny that I have in my heart. Um, and you know, as like a goal for myself. And while again, I do firmly believe that he has plans for each and every one of us, plans predestined and specifically designed. And I believe that in seeking him, he'll give us life and life abundant, which side note, most certainly does not equal success. I don't believe that this means our purpose is all about us. Our purpose is constantly about the one who gives us purpose. It's God's purpose for us. In Acts 13, 36, it says this, Now when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. It doesn't say when David fulfilled his purpose for God, but God's purpose, not his own purpose, not all of you know, his goals and dreams, but God's purpose. When he fulfilled that, he fell asleep. Again, that doesn't mean that God's purpose um, 
or that rather that God doesn't have a plan and a purpose for us. That's part of the heartbeat of She Lives Purposefully is for all of us to know that he does have a purpose for us. But that plan and purpose for us are his and they are for us to live out his bigger purposes. So let's dive into two amazing people in the Bible whose stories teach us more about what our purpose actually looks like. And you're going to hear me saying our purpose too, even though time and time again, I've just talked about how it's God's purpose for us and all of these things. My point is that we do have a purpose, but it's not about us. So I just want to reiterate that in case that little monologue at the beginning was confusing there. The Lord gives us a purpose, but it's not about us. It's not about our dreams, our desires, our goals, any of that. It's his purpose for our lives. We are coming into what he has. He's not just creating things for us to be successful. We're coming into his plans. Anywho, Again, let's dive into these two amazing people in the Bible whose stories teach us more about purpose. Um, But before we do that, I have to tell you about one incredible sponsor for today's episode. It's the For His Glory blog. The For His Glory is a blog with the goal of glorifying Christ by sharing his word. For His Glory blog writes about joy, it writes about change, singleness, healing, sin, and so many other crucial topics that we all wonder about, we all seek more information about, and we all want to know more about. You can find this blog on Instagram at blog underscore For His Glory or on their blog site at forhisglory2.godaddy.com godaddysites.com. Let me say that again there. It's on Instagram at blog underscore for his glory or on their blog site at forhisglory2.godaddysites.com. Okay, so I'm going to talk about two incredible people in the Bible. We are going to be talking about David, King David, um, who wrote a lot of the Psalms. We see him in the Old Testament and also one of my favorite people in scriptures, one of my favorite books of the Bible. We're going to talk about Queen Esther. Um, So first, let's dive into King David. We know that David was anointed and known by God, which is amazing. But what does that tell us about our purpose and who we are? God does choose us. He chooses us to fulfill his pur- to fulfill his purpose. We are chosen. You know, we are called all of those things. David was chosen by God. This is something else we also see. He was chosen by God before he was outwardly chosen. He was chosen before the world realized, chosen to be this amazing historical figure, chosen to do incredible things for God. We also see that he was chosen to be, again, this incredible figure, but there are things he actually wanted to do that he wasn't called to do by God. He doesn't actually get to build the temple in Jerusalem. Solomon, his son, does that instead. But we do know that David wanted to, but that's not something that the Lord had for him. And from that, we learn specifically that even though we might have these passions and things on our heart, sometimes the Lord doesn't call us to them in the way that we think he will or the way that he wants us to. So David had this incredible, God had this incredible plan for for David's life planned out. But there's some things in them um, that the Lord had that weren't exactly aligned up with David's desires, if that makes sense. Um, And then we also see from David's story, he is not chosen to be king for his own sake, but for God's purposes of having a leader for Israel who loved God. So in the story of David, we know that he is a shepherd. He is the youngest of his brothers. Um, And actually when he is chosen to be king, every single one of his brothers, um, 
is seemingly thought to be the one who's going to be king before he is. Um, and he is kind of not even in the lineup. He's out in the field, and then he has to be called in because God says, you know, like none of these are the king, like, you know, and, and is called. And so David's father calls David in, and it's actually David. He is the least expected, and it takes years for this kind of plan that God has for his life to come to fruition. And there's so much complication along the way. The king of Israel at the time wants to kill David, and David's in hiding. And just the story of David is this complicated, beautiful, incredible, and then messy story of his life. But that's the story of David. And we see that he is called to what we would see as an incredible purpose, to be king of Israel, one of the greatest kings. Um, and, and so we see that he's called to that, but it is for, not for David, not to reward David, you know, not all these things, but because God wanted a leader of his people who loved him. Um, and so David is fulfilling God's purposes in that. Okay, so now we're going to jump um, to the book of Esther. And Esther, again, is one of my favorite books of all time. I actually do have a She Lives Purposefully study on the book of Esther that you can find at shelivespurposefully.com. Esther is incredible. I also taught this um, with my good friend Corinne in our girls Bible study, um, that we led and, and we taught this in there too. So Esther is incredible. And basically the story of Esther, let me summarize quickly before I kind of jump into the points that we learned from her story. So Esther was an orphan girl and Esther was raised by her uncle Mordecai. Um, and so at a certain point in Esther's life, the king at the time, um, you know, he divorced his own wife and he called for all of the virgins in the land pretty much to come. And basically it was a competition to see who was going to be the king's next wife. And, you know, we know if you know the story, you know, like the VeggieTales version of it. And it's kind of this funny scenario and it's really weird. But if you really think about the story, it is tragic because here are virgins from the land who are essentially taken from their homes, they're kidnapped, you know, um, and brought into this unwillingly to basically compete for, based on their beauty and, and all of these things, to be the next queen. Again, unwillingly. It's not like they signed up for this. This is a beauty pageant or anything. Like, they're taken from their homes to be in this situation. Um, and long story short, um, Esther becomes queen and, um, now the king too, he has, what do you call it? Basically an advisor and somebody who's really high up in power who essentially wants to destroy the Jews and signs this decree. And it's this incredible story and you see God's hand all throughout it. And Esther is actually able to approach the king, um, which is like forbidden at the time to do that unless the king summons you. And she essentially uncovers this whole plot to destroy all the Jews and saves the Jews because of the position that she is in. So that's the story. And eventually Mordecai, or not Mordecai, Haman, who is the right-hand man of the king who wants to kill all the Jews, he gets killed. And, and Mordecai now has this position of power. And it's this crazy redemption story for the Jews. Um, but going back to Esther, we see that she is seemingly thrown like I said, she was taken from her home. This is an unwilling situation she's put in. She's seemingly thrown into a position at a crucial 
timing. So it's this timing where this plot is building against the Jews, and, and she herself is a Jew um, in the land that is not Jewish. I believe it's the Babylonians. Um, and she is taken, and it seemed, you know, she's put in this position unwillingly at such an incredibly important time. So what we learn from this is that God's plan for us happened in his timing, and truly they are out of our control or our plans we can make plans, but the Lord is the one who directs our steps. He's the one that guides us. He's the one that makes things happen according to the way that he wants them to. So it's in his timing. The Lord's timing is best and nothing is coincidental. We also um, know from Esther's story that she was, again, put in a situation. She was taken. She was placed in the situation. This purpose of hers, this plan that is upon her life is not something that she chased down or she chose. And so again, this is to say that the Lord has plans for us that might not necessarily be the things that we want or that we thought for ourselves. Um, and too, like I want to say that sometimes, and I believe I might be talking about this later, but sometimes the purpose that the Lord has for us, you know, we can have all of these incredible dreams, dreams, but the Lord has a purpose for us right where we are today. The situation that we were placed in, that we did not want to be placed in, you know, all of those things, there's seasons of pain in my life that have happened and the Lord brings purpose to those seasons, the things that I did not choose to happen. Um, and the same is true for you. The season that you are just happened to be in, whether it's your job, whether it's a hurtful season, all these things, the Lord can bring a purpose out of that. So she was placed in a situation. She did not choose it. She did not chase it. She did not dream it up. Um, but she was placed in this situation, um, that eventually became the thing that we know Esther for. Um, and too, so this unbelievable situation she's put in, it's hard and it's awful. She is taken from her family to please the whims of a king without a choice, but God uses this greatly. Her purpose, again, was not one that she planned or chose or ever dreamed up. It was tragic, but the Lord uses pain. The Lord brings purpose out of pain. He is with us in our pain. God used a painful situation and a person in a tough spot for the plans of an entire nation to affect history and the world. And I think this is important too, because again, you never know what the Lord is going to do in your life based on where you're at in your life. The Esther had no idea idea what God was going to do in this. You know, she's taken out without a choice and all of a sudden she's affecting history as we know it and an entire nation. She was told, however, that she is here for such a time as this. This is a famous quote. You can read it in Esther that Mordecai tells Esther that she is here for such a time of this. But if she chooses to not go through with what they're asking her to do to basically save the Jews, God will choose and use someone else. God will use another way. So another crucial thing we learn from Esther about our purpose and the plans that God has for our lives is that God wants to use us in his plans, but we do not have to be used by God for the, you know, the good things that he wants to use us for. Esther could have chose to not do it and God will raise up somebody else. He is going to bring somebody else in to save the Jews. Um, and I think that's just important for us to know as well. 
So those are the two stories, David and Esther. And I think we learn a lot from their stories about purpose and and kind of how um, it's not necessarily, I think, how we envision it today. I think today a lot of it is almost like, all right, this is my dream and my goal. I'm going to pray for it and just make it happen because I prayed for it and it sounds good. So it has to be what the Lord has for me. Um, but these people seemingly like are just going before the Lord and the Lord is doing things in their life. Um, and so I just think that there are so many lessons that we can learn from these two people and I encourage you to actually read both of their stories um, today or this week because it's really truly incredible. Okay, before I continue, I have to note that stewardship is very important in all areas of our lives, but especially when it comes to money. Giving that part of our lives to Jesus and then working along a professional to plan for life is pretty much my friend Jewel's goal in teaching people about their money. Jewel, who's actually my financial representative and has been helping me with my finances with She Lives Purposely, my other side businesses, and just planning mine and Donnie's future in general, offers flexible meeting times, no charge for meetings, and a full financial overview. So if you want to check her out or you're looking for somebody to help you plan with your money and all of those things, you can check out Jewel Rollins at Primerica Financial Services. That's Jewel Rollins at Primerica Financial Services for all of your financial needs. She's also somebody that loves the Lord and not only wants you to succeed with your money, but to do it well in a way that is glorifying to him. So be sure to check out Jewel at Primerica Financial Services. Okay, so I want to do a deep dive and basically summarize um, what we have learned from the stories of David and Esther regarding our purpose. Number one is that we are chosen before we know it, before the world knows it. God chooses us just like he chose David before his family knew, before the world knew. Um, We are chosen like God chooses us. And number two, we might not be used for the things that we want to be used for. It is not up to us. In both of these stories, in David and in Esther, David had things on his heart that he wanted to do that he was not called to do. Esther, I'm sure, did not want to be taken from her home. It was not a situation that she wanted to be in or at the very least dreamed up. Um, And she, you know, is put in the situation and the Lord uses it. Sometimes, this is number three, situations that we are placed in are part of our purpose, not necessarily just the path we choose as we often see it. So again, the things in our lives that we do not necessarily choose, the things we're placed in, the situations we're in, the jobs that we're in, um, whatever it is, the Lord has purpose in all of those things, not just the goals that we have, not just the, you know, end finale, the goals that we achieve or the, or the way to get there, whatever it is the Lord uses and has purpose in the things that maybe necessarily we didn't want, we didn't choose, we didn't strive for. Number four, God does not have to use us at all, and he will use other people if we don't get on board. So I think this is really important too. It's very humbling. The Lord wants to use us, which is so incredible that the God of the universe, he has a plan for all of history. He has a plan right now, and he wants us to be part of it. He wants to use us for his purposes, but we don't have to jump on board. We don't have to say yes to anything that the Lord has us for us to do. We don't have to surrender, and he will use other people. And then number five, the purposes that now we look at um, that seem great for these characters, for David, he becomes king, Esther, you know, saves her entire nation and she becomes queen, are ultimately not for them at all. 
They are for God's glory, for God's purpose. They are for saving Israel and leading Israel and glorifying God. We are not to exist for our own selves, but to be part of something bigger, of God's plans. Okay, so now I would love to dive in to just some verses as we wrap up this episode regarding our purpose. I encourage you to maybe write each one down or I don't know what it is, just listen to them and, and sink them in into what God talks about um, regarding just purpose. So the first one that I have for you is 1 Peter 2.9 and it goes like this. And this is the English standard version for most of these verses. Um, okay, so 1 Peter 2.9 says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into marvelous light. I love this verse. I think there's so much in it. Um, and I just love the balance between how it recognizes that the Lord chooses people, but they are to proclaim his excellencies of the one who called us, not to just chase our own calling um, or whatever we dream up. So the next verse that I have here is also the English Standard Version. It's Acts 13, 36. For David, and I read this one earlier, after he had served the purpose of God in his own generation, fell asleep and was laid with his fathers. So again, he, once he had served the purpose of God in his own generation, not his own desires, not all of that, but the Lord, you know, brought him home once he had served the purpose of God. Colossians 1, 16 says this, For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him, which I think is just very profound. Jeremiah 29, 11, just a very classic verse. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a hope and a future. And just emphasizing here that the Lord has these plans for us. It's not our own plans, not our own desires, but the Lord's. Proverbs 19, 21, this is the NIV version. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Psalm 33, 11 says this, the counsel of the Lord stands forever, the plans of his heart to all generations. So again, his purposes are the ones that, you know, we all kind of um, come into there. Romans 8, 28, another classic verse, one of my favorites. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. Ephesians 2, 10 says this, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Not our own desires, but those good works. Isaiah 46, 10 says, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will accomplish all all my purpose. So that's the Lord saying that there. Again, I'm going to say it, my counsel shall stand and I will accomplish all my purpose. Exodus 9, 16 says this, but for this purpose, I have raised you up to show you my power so that my name may be proclaimed in all the earth. Again, that's God saying that. So for this reason, for this purpose, he raised up to show his power and so that his name may be proclaimed in all the earth. Again, not for our own sake, but for his. 
Okay, in Job 42, 2, we're almost finished with these verses here. Um, these are just such an encouragement to me, and I hope that they are to you as well. Job 42, 2 says this, I know, and this is to the Lord, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Okay, and then the next verse is this second Timothy. I was going to say Corinthians. Second Timothy 1, 9. It says this, who saved us, talking about God, who saved us and called us to a holy calling is so incredible. Um, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages again, um, or before the ages began. I'm going to read that through one more time. Who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. I think that's just so powerful. And then the last verse that I have here is Proverbs 16, 4, and it says this, the Lord has made everything for its purpose, even the wicked for the day of trouble, um, which again is just very humbling and, and thought provoking there. So those are just um, my thoughts on purpose, on what the Lord has for us, and a bunch of verses talking about that too, and um, just a little chat on that. And I hope this was encouraging for you. I know that it can be something that almost contradicts sometimes the way that we think about purpose, because I think we really, we really do think about it um, in regards to what we want for ourselves. And the Lord is so gracious to give us those things. He is so good um, to bless us so often with the things that are on our hearts. And and I believe too that he created us in such a way with talents and desires and all of these things um, because he wants to fulfill some of those things in our lives. Like he made us specifically, he created us creatively for a reason. Um, but I also think that oftentimes we can get so focused on what we want, hoping that the Lord has that for us. And instead of really focusing on, okay, like, Lord, what can I do for you? Do whatever you would have me do today, Lord. I'm surrendered fully to whatever you have. Um, and really thinking about God's purposes versus just him blessing my own purpose and calling it his, you know, um, just thinking that I'm going to make my own path and pray for it and, and call that God's purpose in my life without actually opening myself and surrendering to whatever he would have for me to do in his purposes. So anyway, that's my thoughts on purpose. I hope and pray that you were just so continue or not continued encouraged by this episode and equipped by this episode. Um, and if you were friend, be sure to encourage and build up one friend today by sharing this episode with them. And again, if you haven't yet subscribe and review the She Lives Purposely podcast, subscribe so you don't miss out on a single encouraging and equipping episode. And I will leave you with this. Live for Jesus well, live for purposefully, and have a fantastic rest of your day. I love you, friends. Thank you so much for listening to today's conversation. I would love to hear what you thought about the podcast on Instagram at she lives purposefully and to rate and review us wherever you're listening from. It really helps us to serve you guys better and just lets us know what you're thinking and feeling and what you're looking for even. Um, so feel free to do that. And also tell your friends about the podcast. Let them know if it's been an encouragement to you, go and encourage them with it. Thank you so much again for listening. I love you friends.